Now, when I first started in the ministry, um, you have to understand what it was like being a minister in the in the in the in the nineties because that's when I was really starting my ministry and it was taking off and I was pastoring in St. Louis. We went there in the almost uh, right in the the late eighties. And back then, man, everything was a battlefield. Now, you got to remember, I was in St. Louis, and we were just right near. Our influence was coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, so you can figure all that out, right? So we were getting the charismatic movement. We're getting the charis- we were we were we're getting the Pentecostal movement coming from the South. We were getting the the Toronto blessing, and we were getting the we were getting the Tulsa influence of the. I mean, we were sandwiched in the middle of that, and somebody in our church was hooked up in all of it. I promise you, there was a group going to Tulsa. There was a group flying to the airport in Toronto. There was somebody going to Florida to Brown. I mean, all the time. They're bringing it back all the time. We were right in the heart of the nation, and we were getting it. So, you know what? After a while, there was this idea that, you know, that life was a big battle. And so we just cast the devil out of everything. I'm telling you, we'd cast the devil out of a Coke machine. We'd cast the devil out of antique furniture, uh, coffee mugs. I mean, you name it. If, it. if it was foreign, it had a devil in it. If you had a foreign T-shirt and we couldn't read the words on it, somebody's hand would start quivering. Their eyes would start shaking. Next thing you know, we were burning that T-shirt in the back of the church because that's what we did. Uh, you know, it's funny now, but I've seen people burn loaves of bread. And I've seen people make people, I, I'm ashamed to admit some of this. They'd make them throw up in a paper bag and set the paper bag on fire. <laughs> Thinking, man, if that's the way you're going to get rid of the devil, let's start handing out matches, man. Let's get this done. If we can burn him, let's just burn him and be done with him. Anybody ready to go to a devil burning bonfire? I, I'll light the match, man. If that's how we do it, I will bring the wood and the gasoline and I'll, you can, I will even go, I don't even own a big lighter, but I'll buy one for that. I'm telling you what, I will do, if that's how we get rid of them, let's get rid of them because everything was a battlefield. The thing about that is that we, we, even our songs were militant. Okay, I'm gonna sing some songs or at least refer to some and some of you guys know it and you remember when these were our theme songs. We'd sing songs like, I'm going to the enemy's camp Take back what he stole from me. Anybody ever sing that one? I mean, we had marched when we would sing that and we would ball up our fists and we were ready to knock down every devil in St. Louis County when we sang that song. I mean, we, we were, here was R.W. Shambach. Anybody remember that name? R.W. Shambach was out there preaching the violent take it by force. He was, that was one of his famous sermons and we bought into that hook, line, and sinker and we became violent in our worship. That's just the honest truth. How about, well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Now you, can't, now, you can't sing that one without one of these. Well, I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. I mean, that's how we did it. We waved the flag. We shook it. And, you know, I don't know what all that was for, but we did it, and we meant it. And, and you know, we can go on and on and on. And we lived in this war zone, and there's something about living in a war zone that blinds you from the abundant life. There's something about if I'm assigned to pain, if I'm assigned to sorrow, if I'm assigned to grief, if my assignment in life, well, I just didn't get what everybody else got, I just gotta live in, if that's what you think about your life and you feel like you just gotta fight the devil to stay alive and keep breathing and keep on going, well, something happens 
that you end up not seeing the passion, not finding the purpose, and not finding those days fashioned for me when yet none of them existed. Because there's more to Christianity than a battle. There are battles. Don't get me wrong. There are demons that need to be cast out. Don't get me wrong. There are giants that need to be slayed. We need to dance on the grave of a few enemies. And there are some things that we need to do in seasons. But that cannot be my whole assignment because what are we going to do with Deuteronomy 28? When are we going to be the head and not the tail and the lender and not the borrow? When are we going to be above and not beneath? When are we going to get blessed going out and coming in, blessing the city and blessing the field? That's in the Bible too. And there's got to be a part of us that embraces somebody has got to live in victory or nobody's ever going to believe in victory again. We have got to have some Christians that are more than warriors. Yes, thank God we need the warriors, but we need some Christians who are victors. We need some Christians who are champions. We need some Christians who are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. How about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? How about God told David, I'm going to set an ambush for all your enemies. Anybody ready for God to set an ambush for all of your enemies? That's what he told David. How about what God told Abraham, I'm going to bless everybody who blesses you, and I'm going to curse everybody who curses you because your destiny is to walk in the goodness and blessings of God. How about what he told the King Jehoshaphat, what he told David the king? The battle is not yours, but God's. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Well, Dr. B, how do I get there? How do I, how do I find my spiritual DNA? How do I find my my identity and Christ and coming to this place of passion in my life, we have to understand that sometimes we have to leave the battlefield and go to the courtroom. Why do I go to a courtroom? I'm, I'm about to tell you. First of all, if you're in a foreign country, and it can even be a war zone in a foreign country, and you are fearful for your life, if you can make it to the U.S. Embassy... When you walk into the U.S. Embassy, you are now on U.S. soil, even in a foreign country. So you are now under U.S. law. You are now protected by the U.S. Army, the USA Army. And all I did was walk through a door and I've now entered another country because my country has an embassy there and that piece of land is owned by my country and the government has agreed that when I step into that embassy, I am under the laws of my country, even if I'm in the middle of a war zone. And what you can understand is the church is an embassy and when you leave the fight of hell and you walk into the body of Christ that you come into a kingdom where there is a king and a law and an army and the angels of the Lord and you've walked out of this struggle of this world into a place where God rules and governs your life. You've walked into an embassy and the rules have just changed. Woo. Hallelujah. That's why we have to stay close to the body. That's why we have to stay close to the cross. That's why we have to stay in the word of God. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com 
or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. We have to decide as Christians, is my assignment to defeat the enemy or did Christ defeat the enemy 2,000 years ago at Calvary? Is my assignment, is it my job to defeat this enemy or do I come in under the blood and come in under the cross and do I declare his victory from 2,000 years ago and say, Lord, there is a book in heaven with my name on it. I am identifying as a child of the Most High God and I am claiming my rights as a citizen of another country. I am in the embassy of God and I am claiming my rights. You said there was a book, days fashioned for me. I have not been assigned to ruin. I have not been assigned to battle my whole life, but God, I have been assigned to win. You said that I could run and not be weary. You said I can walk and not faint. You said greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am ready to claim my rights as a kingdom citizen. So sometimes we have to leave the battlefield and go to the courtroom and declare what God has already said about our life. Let's go to the book of Daniel real quick. There's a powerful verse here, and I'm not going to stay here long, and I'm not even going to preach much longer, but I want you to look at this. Daniel 7. I watched, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I didn't realize this was in here two years ago. I'd read this. This is one of those verses I skipped over. And once I read it, oh my goodness, I realized what I was reading and it, is, it was a game changer for me. Look at this, Daniel 7. I watched till thrones were put in place. Woo, that right there just makes my skin crawl right there. I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated. You gotta see it, Do you, you seeing that right now in your mind? The Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow. His hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame and its wheels a burning fire and a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Think about this, this is God. This is the Father in the courtroom. The courts were seated. You'll see this in a moment. Thousands of thousands are around him. Angels galore around him. A fiery stream comes forward, and then he says, tens, 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him, and then it's like there's a hush. The court was seated, and the books were open. He didn't say a book was open. He didn't say the book of life was open. He said the books were open. The books 
were open. In the courts of men, you, if you don't want to testify in the courts of men, you can say, I plead the Fifth Amendment, and I don't want to say anything in this courtroom because I'm the one on trial. But in the courts of heaven, you don't say, I plead the Fifth Amendment. You say, I plead the blood of Jesus because the blood of Jesus conquered everything you're going to accuse me of 2,000 years ago. My sins have been cast as far as the east is from the west. And in this courtroom, I have rights in this courtroom. I am a citizen in this courtroom. There's an army that backs me up. There's an army that fights for my house. In this courtroom, the angel of the Lord encamps round about those who fear him and delivers them. In this courtroom, I have a right to say, yes, I am Brian Cutshaw. And before I was born, before my mother named me Timothy Brian, before my father held me in his arms before my grandmother cuddled me the first time before a tear fell from my eye or a whimper from my voice before that there was a God who put his DNA inside I can stand in God's court I'm that man I'm the one I carry a royal bloodline inside of me I carry the DNA of an almighty God inside I'm not just anybody oh no I'm here to claim my right. I'm here to claim my citizenship. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the righteous. God Almighty is my father. Jesus Christ is my elder brother and my savior. I have guardian angels and royal angels. I am here to proclaim that I have a destiny. There were days fashioned for me in the matrix of my mother. I was sanctified in the matrix of my mother I was ordained in the matrix of my mother I was set apart I am here to claim that I am who I am says I am that's who I am I'm not who the accuser says I am I'm not who the enemy says I am I'm not who the devil says I am I am who I am says I am hallelujah I'm here as an heir and a joint heir Woo. There's a book with my name, pull it up. There's a book with my name on it, get it out. The courts are seated. Find the one that says Timothy Brian Cutshaw. I'm gonna call him to preach. I'm gonna raise him from the dead, from the bottom of a wreck, and cause him to preach as a 17 year old, and put him, take him around the world, Pull it up. You'll see the days fashioned for me when yet none of them existed. Oh, ah, hallelujah. Oh, I just feel the anointing of God settling on this room right now. You need to find your identity in Christ. You need to find who you are. You're an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You need to find your identity with Christ. He says, I plead the blood of Jesus. In that book, listen to what it says. And we know, we know, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.